The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Uh, my guest today is Eve Semler, who's the Vice President of Leasing at the Semler Company and also is an ICSC trustee. Eve, uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Eve, tell us from your perspective, big picture, what are your thoughts on the real estate market today? Wow. Um, Well, first of all, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much for for giving me this platform and for all the work you do. Um, You're incredibly impactful. So I really appreciate it. Um, The real estate world, as I see it, and and kind of what we're experiencing on our end is remarkably positive. so at the Sumbler Company, we do a mixture of new grocery anchored development as well as leasing um, an existing portfolio of shopping centers. And both of those uh, lines of business are doing incredibly well. We have new developments. Publix recently opened at three of our new shopping centers in St. Augustine, Florida, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and Covington, Georgia. Uh, we're under construction on a new development in Milledgeville, Georgia, and just broke ground this week on a new project in White House, Tennessee. So we're very busy um, on development. And then on the leasing front, this has just been an incredible climate. We have historically low vacancy. We're driving higher rents, upgrading our tenant rosters. Um, We're negotiating a lot of deals on spaces that are already leased just because the demand is so strong. Um, And, you know, we're leasing spaces that have basically haven't been leased in a very, very long time. I mean, we just signed a, an anchor box lease on a space that's been sitting vacant for 10 years. Our parcel deals are being negotiated on land that's been just land for 15 years. Um, a great example of that is we bought a shopping center with our fund partner, uh, Daniel's Crossing in, in Fort Myers, uh, Florida, in 2021. It had 50,000 square feet of mostly small shop vacancy. And today, you know, it's 100% leased. So, the fundamentals have never been stronger. We have supply and demand are in balance. Tenant sales, renewals, rent growth, occupancy, they're all strong. We're not seeing too many tenant defaults or rent issues. Um, demand is great for space. Grocers are expanding. Our development pipeline is healthy. So uh, on the surface, everything looks great. And it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to, to be in this environment, but you know, it's not all perfect. <laughs> there, there's, uh, there's some headwinds that we're, we're facing and looking out into the future. It's, it can be a little nerve wracking to see what's coming and how it's going to play out. Um, I, I think I, I, I spend so much of my time in, in leasing and, you know, so much of what we do is landlord versus tenant, or it can be framed that way. I don't, I don't think it comes down to that, um, but you can see us being pinned against each other. And I, I really feel like we're both being hit by all of these outside forces that we are trying to make peace with and figure out how to, to keep building and growing with these, these hits that keep coming. Uh, we've had interest rates rising, construction price inflation. So much is, is coming 
both of our ways. Um, and we're trying to work with each other to feel protected from these outside forces and, and come to an agreement with each other. So that's been um, a lot of work. And I think we're, we're making a lot of progress on it. Um, but we're, we're setting up some potential challenges through those agreements. I know that from the tenant side coming toward us, we've been asked for the first time I've ever seen an uh, out parcel deals where the tenant is taking on or the buyer is taking on the construction, asking for construction caps. You know, if, if the pricing goes above this point, um, they want to be able to get out of the deal because they've experienced such record um, pricing inflation. So that's, that's been a challenge. You know, how is that going to play out in the next market and, and what's going to happen with those deals? Um, and then on the landlord side, we've been hit with these interest rate increases, which is pushing us to um, make higher annual increases in our leases because we haven't been the beneficiary of that, that inflation um, due to these contracts that have lockstep rent increases in them. So we're, we're pushing for 3 4 5% annual growth. Um, how is that going to play out when the renewal comes? So, so those are, you know, a couple of examples of um, things that are kind of on the horizon that are coming up. Um, that we'll, we'll see how they play out. Hopefully, it all works out perfectly. Stock landing, um, gotcha. but well, that, that those things are definitely on my mind. That's all very, very insightful, and helpful. Let's go back. There's sort of two big points you made. The first one is you were talking about. You said remarkably positive, which is really awesome. And Eve, uh, this really happened a few years back. Uh, um, somebody came up to my mom, and she's in her 80s, in church and said to her, gosh, I'm so sorry your son's going to lose his job because of the retail apocalypse. I have so many problems with that story, Eve, right? Um, like, why church would you say it to my mom? But the bigger thing, <laughs> the bigger point is, like, remember all those articles, all those stories, retail apocalypse over and over and over again. And now it's just a few years later, and, you're, and you, Eve Simler, are saying remarkably positive. Like, the contrast of that is just ridiculous, right? I mean, uh, there are a lot of people who thought you and I would be done and out of the business, and yet it's the exact opposite, right? So uh, when you talk about how healthy, and we just got a short amount of time, but what, what's the core of why do you think the leasing's gone so good? Um, I think that a lot of it is driven. I mean, we are developers, so we are building new space. However, it's not at the level that was being built historically. So the, the supply of places to open your business. So we're seeing a, a high level of demand um, and not as many places for them to go. So that has definitely helped. Um, and the consumer is feeling positive. They, they want to shop, um, which is pushing you know, for stronger tenants to look for space. So it's, we're really, it's a product of our current environment. Um, and we're, we're definitely the beneficiary of it, but I, I, I feel for you. My, my aunt still sends me those articles all the time. So, <laughs> so helpful. So um, helpful. Yeah. She thinks she's being helpful. Yeah, I know. No, I get that. We should get her and, and my mom's friend together. Um, well, the other thing, so the other thing you said was, is that there's these other, you know, real issues. I mean, interest rates, construction costs, insurance costs. And, and I do feel at least the good news is, is that both the tenant and landlord are, are sharing in that pain. It's not a one-sided thing. And that's what I hear you saying. It's like, hey, we, we've got to, as an industry, keep approaching it. Like, hey, guys, how can we fix this together that, that it's, that's win-win? Um, we got to wrap it just a second. But, like, is, is that what you're saying? Is that the feel you're trying to, you're trying to express? Yes, yes. I mean, um, tenants are coming to us with real issues of uh, the environment they're in. They're, 
And instead of just saying, hey, we have our own set of issues, you have to deal with us, we need to listen to each other and make each party feel comfortable that they're, you know, we're taking a leap by by entering into this lease. The tenant is making an enormous investment in our shopping center by opening. Um, and we're often making an enormous investment in them by committing to, to term and investing in their business as well. Um, so coming to the table, knowing that we have these outside forces on either side, but but protecting each other and, and seeing each other and hearing each other, I think is the most important thing we can be doing on the leasing front. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eve, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back. I want to ask you a little bit more about leadership and uh, that's something you, you know quite a bit about. So we'll take a quick break here on the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition with my friend Eve Sembler. We'll be right back. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. Hello, we're back. This is John Crossman with Eve Sembler. Eve, you have some really interesting perspectives, you know, you, you grew up in the business, you've been around the industry, and then you recently got this really cool recognition from ICSC, and now you're in leadership as a trustee, so you're, you're exposed to CEOs from around the world, and so you have that perspective. Uh, you also have a perspective of being younger, and so, you know, you have that fresh perspective, too. Uh, my, my other question for you today is about leadership. I'm just curious, like, from your mind... What are the successful traits of leaders that jump out to you that you think other young professionals need to know? Like, gosh, guys, we need to brace blank to be successful leaders. What, what do you think that is? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I really uh, did a lot of thinking about it to try to understand um, what got me here and, and what I owe my success to. And I think it goes back to um, something that I really struggled with when I first started out in my career was I was, I think, 21 when I first started, and I felt completely other than the people that I was working with, the people I was um, doing deals with, and much, much younger. And I tried to put on this persona of strength and um, professionalism to the detriment of really being myself. Uh, and it took some work, and it took some time to, to, to really be who I am in all of my context. Um, and once I was able to do that and make that shift and, and really be myself, 
I found that I was much, much happier in my role and much more successful uh, in this industry. So I think that my first piece of advice is be yourself. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard when, you know, you're, you're younger and the people around you, you feel like they're in different life stages and um, pushing through that insecurity. I think it's going to pay enormous dividends. And I think a, a huge component of that is realizing, or for me at least, um, that everyone is human and has things going on in their lives and has an incredible amount of experience. And if you can sit there and listen to them and talk to them and relate on a human level and not just focus on, I have to ask this question or I have to get this transaction done and really sit with somebody and hear them and listen to them, um, it's going to be enormously rewarding. So I think once I was able to learn that lesson and inhabit that, that being, I, I found so much success for that. And it has really impacted the way that I view myself as a leader. Um, so I find that incredibly important. And then on the, on the second level, and related as well, is pick a good mentor. Um, and I think it's really, you hear that advice, it's exciting to think of, oh, I know the CEO of this company, or I know this executive, and they're very powerful. And that could be incredible. Um, but the most rewarding mentors that I have found are kind of just at one level above, or two levels above, um, with more time. and grace and we'll, we'll give so much to the relationship um, that will help you grow so enormously. I mean, I look back, my first mentor was, was Bob Dake when I was at Bricksmore and he took so much time and care with me when I didn't really know anything. He taught me everything I knew um, and really valued that relationship and gave me so much and that propelled me to the next level. So my advice is, is find someone excellent but approachable. And then don't be shy. Give to that relationship. Be open. Um, ask for advice. Ask for help. Don't feel like you're not entitled to it or you can't ask. The more you give, the more a space you provide for someone to help you. Um, they want to provide that help. They, it, it's personally rewarding uh, now that I'm in a position of leadership to provide that help to others. Um, so don't think that you're, you're asking too much. Ask. Um, and you will find enormous benefit from that. So those are, those are my real two pieces of advice. Be yourself and find a good mentor and invest yourself in that relationship. I think that uh, everything you said is brilliant. And for, for, let me also say this. Bob Dake's awesome. I love that guy. That's so funny. Like, he is a good dude. Like, so good on you for picking that guy. That's awesome. Um, Eve, uh, a few years back, I gave a lecture at, at FSU, and Bob, uh, 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 Mike's heard me tell this story before. And I got done with a lecture and a student walked up to me and she said, Mr. Crossman, thank you for your humanity. And I really took that as a really great compliment. And then later that day, I was at an event and I bumped into an older um, person who was a retired bank president. And I told them that story. And their response to me was, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, and I was like, well, that's really like this break generationally, right? Like a, like a 20 something year old versus a 60 something year old. And I think that what I want people to hear, the reason why I'm telling the story is that if you're a CEO and you're having people in their twenties and early thirties, like to rise up in your company, they want you to be genuine. They want you to be transparent, right? 
So you're giving advice to people your age. I'm telling people who are my age and older, listen to Eve. And if you want to connect this next generation, be genuine, be transparent with them. Just like you're asking younger people to do it, people in my generation need to do that too. So I think that's just great yeah. advice. Great advice. You know, the, the respect it, it creates, it flows both ways. So yeah. once you see someone else's perspective and they see yours, it's going to pay enormous dividends. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I, it's a big part of my story. I try to, I try to lead with transparency. And on the mentor side, I love what you said. And what I wrote down was like, you said, uh, give to that relationship. And what that hits to me is that it, it's not a mentor charity relationship. It's a mentor relationship. And so as you're getting advice from them, ask them how they're doing and seek ways to help them and, and encourage them and encourage their career. Right. Like, you know, it's like, you know, let's give Bob Dake all the credit we can and help his career keep going. Right. So thinking of it as a relationship where you're, you're giving and you're receiving is a really healthy way to approach that as well. Yeah. It takes a lot um, yeah. to get that. It's easy to say, but hard to do. So right. I think if you can follow that advice, you're going to see a very happy and rewarding career. It's, it's one thing to be successful. It's another thing to be happy while doing it. You know, um, Eve, I lecture in front of hundreds of students every year and probably through social media, it's thousands. And I can always highlight the top 1% uh, because they do little tiny things. They just do little tiny, they do a handwritten thank you note. There's just a, it doesn't take much to get to the top, but it's intentional, right? It's intentional. Um, I had a student last year at FSU. I gave a, a lecture in front of several hundred kids during the day, got a handful of thank you notes. And then one kid, Mike, one kid sent me a huge box of Oreo cookies. And I don't know, like, like I'll never get that one. And I'm not saying everybody should send me Oreo cookies, but they should. They should. They yeah, should. Yeah. Uh, but the point being is it's intentional and it's some little effort. That's what makes a big deal. So, uh, Eve, we got to go in just the next 30 seconds. Any other final thoughts from you, advice for, for anybody? I think be yourself. <laughs> Pick a good mentor. Uh, enjoy what you're doing and have a smile on your face. Um, being happy and and. Sh- and- Projecting that out into the world, it's, it's going to come back to you, and it, it makes a huge difference. Well, Eve, um, thank you for being on the show. And I want you to know that um, as as I get older, and, and Mike and I have these kind of conversations, you know, there's an old story about uh, being the kind of person that plants trees that you'll never feel the shade. And it makes me feel good that there'll be shade for you because you're planting trees for future generations. It makes older people feel better when they know younger people are rising up to lead and so thank you for being who you are and thank you for rising up in our industry and, and being somebody that, that next generations are going to count on. Thanks for being you. Thank you. All right. Thank you both. Well, it's our pleasure. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with some final thoughts from me and Mike. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. 
As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge, backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Once again, here's John Crossman. We are back. Mike, uh, listen to me, man. When you think about if you had a Hall of Fame and particularly in the state of Florida, the greatest names in the retail real estate industry. You know, wow, and if yeah. I, if you're the greatest, right? And you'd say, well, easy name you put on there, Publix. You know, you say, oh, yeah, of course, right? And then you sort of think, what are their great ones you put on there? You couldn't get to the top five without saying the name similar. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know how you possibly would have. I would argue that it's like, it's like saying, you know, LeBron, Jordan, <laughs> like, yeah. like there's, there's a couple names that there's unquestionable top five. And so Eve is part of that. Right. And so start, start with that. Like start with mm-hmm. that. And then, then Mike, forget it, forget it. Pretend her last name is Jones and listen to that interview. And you tell me if that's not an exceptional leader with great wisdom and great insight and great coaching. You know, when you think about someone under 40 getting, mm-hmm that kind of accolade from people who are older, people like you, John, yeah. people have been around a long time. That's pretty amazing when you think about the fact that she's not only recognized, she's hit uh, among her peers, but she's exceeded beyond that. And obviously she's putting good use, uh, not only her last name, but but the knowledge and the wisdom that she's gained from all of these experiences. Well, you and I have jokes sometimes about interviews with athletes where they say, give 110%, blah, 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 like that, and they don't really say anything. And you think about her, mm-hmm. she was saying something very uh, vulnerable and deep and real and authentic and and helpful. And, and frankly, I think it was really more impactful to people our age than her age because we should learn that lesson mm-hmm. more. You know, like my kids, your kids, your grandkids do better when, we, when we're more authentic. Right. Yeah, and so, I think so. Yeah. And I, a big part of what she talked about, both in both segments of, uh, you know, the first segment when you were asking the other question about, well, how do you see things today? Her optimism comes mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. She's very optimistic. She is. And yet she had a nice balance of realism, too. And when she was talking about, you know, problems ahead um, and she was wise on that. And, and I thought that was very helpful. And then, you know, moving over the conversation about um, mentors. Right. And so she said that. um uh, you know, give to that relationship. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to use that. I am mm-hmm. going to use that line when I'm talking to college students and say, give to that relationship. That was powerful. Yeah. It's not a one way street, right? Right, 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 right. You know, it's like, it's not going to, it, well, if it becomes charity and you're just taking all the time, that's not going to mm-hmm. last forever. But if you're, you're giving to the relationship and she was being honest that they, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And, and she's making it happen. For a young person in real estate, who's under such a mentorship, is it, do you think it's maybe a case where they, they're a little intimidated mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they can really offer anything at the table? Could be. And I think Mike, I, I find a lot of young people who are super smart and they, they made great grades and that kind of stuff, but they tend to be so afraid of making a mistake. Uh-huh. Right. Like it's like, when social media first ramped up, we had to tell young people like, hey, be careful what you post. It's on there forever. It's kind of the opposite now where like they're more aware of that and they're terrified what the post and they become terrified to ask. They mm. become terrified to take a risk. Mm. So even though they're a straight A student, they just they just don't know. 
And so to me, it's like, but the risk is not great. The risk is a handwritten thank you note. Yeah. It's 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 not crazy stuff. It's small, impactful things that 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 separate them. And I really thought she hit the nail on the head when she said, "It's one thing to be successful; it's another thing to be happy." Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, and defining that piece of like what drives that happiness, right, and that mm-hmm. balance, um, man. Uh, I'm telling you, Mike. Uh, Eve Sembler, she's just one of the best. Makes me feel better about the future of the industry. So thanks, man. This is John Crossman, The Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. And we'll hope you'll tune in next time. This has been The Crossman Conversation, CEO edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.